Welcome to Incubator by Planet Ant Podcasts. My name is Mike McGettigan, executive producer of the network. At Planet Ant, we pride ourselves on exploring new talent and bringing new voices to the stage. So we're bringing that to the world of podcasting. We'll regularly feature six-episode short-run series commissioned exclusively for the Incubator podcast. Some of these might become full-run podcasts of their own, and some might just stay within what we're doing here. Incubator. Stick around. You might like what's next. Welcome to Dish of the Day with Eartha Kitten and Delta Van Dam. Today we'll be serving up a big plate of hot takes on whatever whatever the the fuck fuck we want to talk about. Hi, I'm Delta. Welcome to our podcast, Dish of the Day. Yeah, this is our outlet that we have decided to take up as well as everybody else because of quarantine and COVID in 2020 and here we are we're here to talk to you we have a food a running food theme hence the title dish of the day we're going to serve up our big plate of hot takes on different topics some of them deep some of them not um but yeah we decided to start a little podcast year of podcast 2020 mm-hmm. um we've both been involved in podcasts before mm-hmm. um I've you know been a co-host before and you've been a guest several times right yeah so we we both work in burlesque together that's why we have weird names uh-huh. <laughs> um and we can't do burlesque because coronavirus so we decided that we needed a creative outlet right mm-hmm. yeah and we another fun fact we used to live together mm-hmm. and this kind of just came out of us like talking one night over our bonfires being like I want to start a podcast. You know, I think I would like to do a podcast, too. Why don't we do one together? There we go. And here we are. Um, And so some of our episodes will deal with food. Not all of them, but we have different, like, food-themed titles. And we usually have, like, a question or something at the end to wrap it up that brings us back to food because food is life and food is what keeps us going. And food is kind of the one thing that was, like, bringing us joy and you can't go wrong with a food theme food has been necessary for joy in 2020 we hope our podcast brings you some joy and if not at least it'll make you hungry yeah it'll make you want to try different foods yeah we're hoping that this can be like a bridge for some for us at least i think it's definitely like a way for us to just be able to talk about things that aren't so heavy because sometimes talking about burlesque can get really heavy talking about being black can get really heavy so I think this was a fun way for us to just kind of dish about (laughs) dish (laughs) about (laughs) different topics that are important to us but also that we don't necessarily hear such good takes on because as similar as we are we do have like very like opposite different takes on a lot of things so I think it'll be fun to like hear that dynamic but yeah, we're just two opinionated friends. We have different opinions. Sometimes we have the same opinions. But mm-hmm. if you want to hear our opinions on various controversies and topics, mm-hmm. stay tuned. Yeah. Enjoy our show. Why are we qualified to give our opinions on shit? Because we feel like it. You know, in this day and age, it's because we feel like it. I think we have favorable opinions, but... Also, um, why not? Everyone else started a podcast this year. Yeah, it's the year of podcasts. I mean, what else are you going to do when you have to sit in your house 
and stare at the walls and have all these ideas running through your head. Put them on the internet, Duh. obviously. Obviously. I'm not going to start a blog. What is this, 2003? No, we're starting a podcast. Like a decent human being. (laughs) (laughs) So what we have before us is Eartha has provided a beautiful bowl in which we have 24 slips of paper. Ah, yes. And on each paper, there is a number correlating to a question that we will answer. And this is just the best way we could think of to introduce you to us. And who we are as people. Mm-hmm. You want to go ahead and do the first honors? Well, there's a question that's at the top, but it doesn't have a number. So maybe we can just both answer that one. Okay. And it's, what is your comfort food? Delta mm-hmm. and I like food. Food is good. And I'm pretty sure when we lived together, we were kind of like the cooks of the house. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it, we have a food-themed podcast now. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you want to talk about? Food. Because what's helped me through this year? Food. Food. I'm going to say biscuits. Okay. I love biscuits. Mine is ice cream. Pints of ice cream, mm-hmm. to be specific. I think the last time I bought like a ice cream tub that I could actually scoop, I made it like halfway through and I was like, no, it's pint life forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't finish this in one sitting, but I can finish a pint. You want another flavor at some point and then the tub is just... But me, yeah, the only thing I can buy in a tub is vanilla because every because you can put so many things on it. But as far as like flavored ice cream, it's pint or nothing. It's pint life. Mm-hmm. I just thought of biscuits and ice cream and I'm grossed out. <laughs> Well, I mean, the biscuits that you made could be good with ice cream. Yeah, because they're like basically bizquick and butter. Yeah. So that that would not be bad, actually. If it was salted butter, maybe a different story. See, I'm all for it because I love sweet and salty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She does put salt on her cookies. But are they bad? Life hack. (laughs) (laughs) But do they suck? They are life hack worthy, I Uh swear. And I'm pretty sure there's there's a pint of salted peanut butter in there right now i'm serious about sweet and salty things i appreciate it has changed my life for the better (laughs) yep grab a number let's get this thing on the road all right we have number 32 oh i said one through 24 i lied it's one through 60 something 40. 40. 1 through 40. But, okay, well, I guess we just answered the 40th question. So if we get number 40, we don't answer anything. Because apparently what is your comfort food might have been. This thing's typed out weird. But anyway, 32. Oh, okay. Oh, God. This could be heavy. What would be the worst thing for the government to make illegal? Oh, dear Lord. Uh, should we make it funny or should we get serious for a second? I mean, if whatever comes to you. I'll just say the first thing that came to my mind and it was, this is what happens when you live at like intersections, but mine was like any type of marriage, mm-hmm. any type of marriage, like interracial marriage, gay marriage. I think either one of those or just marriage in general, if they took people's right to the choice to marry who they want to marry away I think that's, for whatever reason, that's the first thing that popped in my mind was if they took away marriage in general. Mine was making humans illegal, but our government does that every day. So, wow. Mm -hmm. Thanks, government. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, you know, nothing says you lived through 2020 like answering a government-related question. Yay, let's glaze on past that one. That's depressing. I'm going to go with a funny answer. Rubber ducks. Okay. Don't make rubber ducks illegal. I think mine would be 
bacon. If if like actual, sorry for you that love animals, but like if bacon was made illegal, I'd be like very like okay, well that's it for that. We're done. <laughs> we are moving to places where I can have joy, <laughs> and that is clearly not here. Clearly not here anymore. Number nineteen. Let's see here. Oh my. Okay. Another heavy one? No, not a heavy one. Just I was not expecting the wording of this question. Where is the strangest place you urinated or defecated? Oh my god. We're getting real personal in minute nine. (laughs) Minute nine. Oh, you all are getting some first rate knowledge here. I hate using the bathroom outside. Mm -hmm. I love camping. I have to have a bathroom around, so I don't have an answer other than maybe outdoors, and mm-hmm. I still refuse to do that at any given moment, so. Yeah. Um, mine, yeah, probably outdoors. I, I'm the person that, like, if, for one, I have a tiny bladder, so if I have to go, I have to go. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's just not, but I, I will say the strangest story that I have is that I, one New Year's Eve, you know, just drank entirely too much and was in an Uber with my friends, and we were like... Trying to get to one place, that place was close, and then we just went through the Coney Island drive through in the Uber, and as we're leaving the Coney Island, my friend was like, well, do you still have to go to the bathroom? I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going in this Coney Island, because the food was good, which tells you that the Coney Island wasn't probably the safest place to get out of your car, mm-hmm. or at least go inside and sit and try to use the facilities. So I <laughs> made the Uber pull over at like a discount tire or something, <laughs> and just went behind the car and... Took care of business in four-inch heels, mind you. You do what you gotta do. So, and as far as the latter part of that question, nowhere. Yeah, defecating is a a strong no. The weirdest time I've peed outside Mm -hmm. is I was at a bonfire. We had rented a cabin in, like, a weird trailer park, so it was very strange. Mm -hmm. Everyone else there was on LSD, Mm -hmm. except for me. And uh, we had no bathroom in the cabin. It was literally just two bunk beds. So I had to go pee behind the cabin. And I came back and everybody was tripping balls and thought I had disappeared for hours. And I definitely had that. Beautiful. And then I started freaking them out by putting ash on my face and, like, doing weird spooky dance moves. Yes, she's also, but she's basically doing, like, a little more fluid version of the stick bug dance. Stick bug. (laughs) They hated me. I don't talk to one of them anymore. Okay. All right, next one. Let's see here. Number 30. Let's hope this is a light question. I'm going to mix these up. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, this one's kind of funny. I have to think about my answer, but what is the weirdest thing you have seen in someone else's home? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think. Mm, Let me think of all the houses I've been in, first of all. Maybe I can come up with a better answer. I would say, like, dead animals and, like, taxidermy, but I'm from the South. When you're born, you get a taxidermy animal, and you learn how to make biscuits immediately. Yeah. I'm, like, drawing a blank. I'm trying to think of, like, things that I saw when I was little, if anything stuck with me. But I don't think I've ever been, like, something strange. I did go, I mean, I went into a restaurant one time. And there was, this was in California, of all places. And there was this figurine on the counter. And it was clearly a mammy doll. And I was so uncomfortable. Because it was a soul food restaurant. But I don't know if it was black owned or not. And I'm just like, 
I, this is not uh, what I want to see, <laughs> you know, and I think I took a picture of it, but that was the strangest thing I've seen like out in the wild. I really can't think of anything in somebody's home. Have you ever been to somebody's house and you're like, dear God, how do you live like this? That I have. Yeah, that's probably another thing. It's like when I've gone to like people's houses and it's just like you said, how, how is this? the way you live mm-hmm. and that's like take that however you want but there's you know sometimes you just walk into a house and you're like uh, okay no words <laughs> yeah it's like if this works for you i guess it works but it couldn't be me Mm-mm. but we're not gonna call them out so we're just gonna move on <laughs> i'm not gonna make it personal here number 12 <laughs> what are the unwritten rules of where you work dear god <laughs> where do i begin <laughs> You have to you be... talk about now, or do you talk about now or pre-COVID? Yeah. Like, there's so many. Okay. Well, for mine, you you ha- basically have to be straight. You have to want a house and a car and two point five kids. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, people look at you like you're the antichrist. <laughs> so you just basically can't tell anybody anything personal because if you're queer or different at all, you're gonna get fired. So mm-hmm. don't talk about it. But just don't, you know. My line of work is like I'm basically self-employed, but before I'm j- an unwritten rule was um, I'm trying to think of how to phrase it without like giving away what I did. Don't take away the joy of like a li- of a of a milestone moment. Keep that to yourself, even if it's like you're super excited. Like don't don't take away the joy of a milestone moment. Uh, let that let the people who need to experience that experience that first Mm -hmm. and lie (laughs) if it happens lie i know exactly what you're talking about yeah that's all i can think of with that one yeah mine yeah mine is i mean if i went into like what i did it'd be more there'd be more stuff to come out but then you have to like get into names and all that stuff and i just we're all about privacy here i don't work there anymore so i don't really want to give them any more notoriety than they need Mm -hmm. number 10 what is the funniest joke you know by heart? Norm MacDonald's joke about the moth. Mm-hmm. You have to look it up. It's it's too long for me to do, but mm-hmm. Norm MacDonald's joke about a moth. <laughs> Dear God, it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, it's like a moth goes to a podiatrist and talks about how depressed he is, and I'm not going to spoil the, <laughs> the punchline, but mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. I'm trying to, the funniest joke that I know by heart. Oh, you know what? Richard Pryor has this bit where he's talking about like the penitentiary system and he calls it that. That's why I have to say that in America. Uh, like Delta, I'm not going to say it right now because it's too long, but like just, the, I know it. I know the two parts that just when I first saw it, I could not believe somebody had said this and I was dying laughing. So Richard Pryor's bit about the penitentiary system look it up it's not on topic now but at the time when it came out it was like yeah that that's just hilarious yes beautiful Mm -hmm. i feel bad for telling you to google things but at the same time i don't google that shit Mm -hmm. all right number one (laughs) finally a food one (laughs) is cereal soup why or why not it is okay it is because cold soup exists, as weird as it sounds. Like, what's that one soup that's always cold? It's like a... Gazpacho? Yes, mm-hmm. gazpacho. So cereal is a cold... Probably a cold stew. 
okay. in my opinion, because it has chunks. Mm-hmm. Soup doesn't. Yeah. I say no because... How dare you? Well, I say no because with even with gazpacho, you have to let it sit. From what I remember, you have to let it... I, I could be completely fucking this up. I'm sorry for those who like know how to make gazpacho perfectly. But I'm pretty sure you have to let it sit. Most soups have to sit in order to like gain flavor. To gain their soupness. Yes. And the only... The only cereal that I know that people let sit are, like, Cocoa Puffs, if you want, like, chocolate milk. Mm -hmm. And so, in that case, I'm like, most cereal, like, if you pour a bowl of cereal, you're going to eat it right there. I don't know anyone who eats soggy cereal or who enjoys soggy cereal. If that's your zhuzh, like, good for you. But, (laughs) like, I I wouldn't want to eat a soup that was full of, like, hard rice and... True. And, you know, burnt chicken or undercooked chicken <laughs> works, you know? Soups take time. Cereal needs to be eaten pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. quickly. Especially the one, because I eat Raisin Bran, so I'm just like, no. As soon as you pour them, it's like, it's like an avocado. Sit, sit, done. Mm-hmm. I still go with cold stew, but it will forever be a mystery, just like cereal should be. Yeah. Mysterious. What's your favorite cereal? Uh, it's probably Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Mm-hmm. I just like cinnamon in the morning. I don't know why. Cinnamon and sugar. Yeah. Mine is Raisin Bran Crunch because it's like the one of the few cereals I could eat any time during the day. All other cereals, I'm like, this is a morning Morning thing. only. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Raisin Bran Crunch with like soy milk or something. Yeah. If it tells you anything about me, I spent most of my college off time in a cereal bar with bubble tea. Oh, okay. So I just ate a fuck ton of cereal and bubble tea. Okay. Throughout college. Mm-hmm. Your turn there. Let's see. We have number seven, which is, what is the best Wi-Fi name you've seen? Mine is Wi-Fi the Inevitable. I was going to say probably the one that <laughs> was at the house. Because when I saw it, I was like, that can't be ours. Because we switched. Like, mm. yeah. And then I saw it. I was like, well, that can't be ours. And then I went and read the card on the fridge. I was like, okay. Yep. I, I like this. Mine is why fight the inevitable because mm-hmm. I'm a I'm depressed depressed girl. Mm-hmm. And the passcode is no. <laughs> <laughs> wait 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 wait. Hold you on. Go drive up to one two three four five <laughs> Lois Lane. I am bleeping all of this out. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can't think of another one. Mine was tell my wife I love her at one point. I had I saw this like internet chain where people were fighting with their. Uh, Wi-Fi names. Yeah. It's like they were in an apartment building and somebody would change it and the next person would change it and it was like a, a like a conversation through Wi-Fi uh, names. Yeah. But those were probably good, but I couldn't find it now. You gave me a flashback to college. There was a drug dealer that lived across from my friend Tom. Mm-hmm. Where get, I, I'm almost certain they were a drug dealer and their Wi-Fi name was Percocet Palace. Mm. And I'm like, that's not going to look good if you get popped there, mm-hmm. sir. Number nine is what I pulled. Okay. Percocet Palace. My new album. (laughs) What is something that everyone looks stupid doing? Speedwalking. You just can't speedwalk fashionably. There's no way to do that gracefully. I mine is that dance that I can't. I can't tell you if it started. I I just say everything that I don't understand probably started on TikTok. Mm. But it's that one dance. I think they call it the shoot dance where you like. You do like your, your That's a Memphis foot. dance. You do like your foot and then your that That's from Memphis. I 
I have no, yeah, but it's and I enjoy seeing people do it, but nobody looks nobody no. looks like this is perfectly on rhythm and no, you no. just look like you're like skipping hopping something yeah. across whatever dance floor. Yeah, and mind you, I've done it in like heels and stuff, but I'm like, I know I look like an idiot right now, but you know, have fun. That's funny. The rapper that mm-hmm. made that dance mm-hmm. is from Raleigh, Tennessee, which is right outside of Memphis. Mm-hmm. So that dance is extremely popular. Okay. <laughs> Where you were? Yes. In your roots? Yeah. And I'm just like watching 12-year-olds do it every day. Mm-hmm. There's this one, I'll show you after we're done, but there's this one TikTok where this this young person is doing it at like a wedding or something and all these girls are standing in a in a circle scream singing Shallow by Lady Gaga <laughs> and Bradley Cooper and this kid just goes by doing that dance but like in slow motion it's the funniest <laughs> thing because he's like, <sighs> like, oh, look at this, like we hate this song. Oh my God. Yeah. 14, what part of a kid's movie completely scarred you? Oh, I know my answer. Is it Never Ending Story with the horse in the swamp? No, is that yours? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I thought that was yours too. The fucking yeah. Atreyu in the swamp with the horse and the horse is sinking and he's pulling on the horse. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. See, I've never seen Never Ending Story. Well, that's a lie. I We watched it when I was in Latchkey, but I was like off probably pretending to read or something Mm -hmm. like yeah no mine is not even a part of a children's movie it's just et the whole thing the whole thing (laughs) i can't tell you what i know what happens in that movie because i've seen like clips of it but it was the first sleepover i ever went to and they like forced me to watch this movie i hated every minute of it Mm because et is frightening to me and to this day, I won't watch the movie. Like, everyone that I tell that, they're like, oh, but it's a classic, and it's just so touching. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. That thing is frightening, and I would have a Drew Barrymore's exact reaction in that movie. Just screaming in his face. Yeah. And then he can scream back, and he learns how to talk. And I'm like, nothing about this is comforting. Nope. Why is he still here? I Yeah, that's where, like, my government side comes in. And I'm like, get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> he is threatening Leave. my comfort level. Leave. Mm-hmm. E.T. is a bit weird to watch as a child now that I think about it. But so is, like, why is all children's stuff dark? I think all children's stuff from when, like, like the 80s children's mm-hmm. movies. Because, like, let's think. I mean, we'll get off on a tangent here. But, like, the Goonies, I remember watching. I watched that for the first time as an adult. And I was like, this movie is very unsettling. Mm-hmm. But another one that I watched recently that's on Netflix is the Rugrats movie. And I'm like, this movie... It's so dark. As an adult, these kids are lost overnight in a wood, like, in the woods. And their parents don't even end up going to jail. They just get their babies back. Granted, it's a cartoon, but as an adult, it's like... How do you get away with that? I'm like, there's no way that there would be, like, news coverage that wasn't spinning these parents to be completely negligent. And, but the best part about it was, you know, who was not lost in the forest with those little kids? The black girl. Because her parents were probably like, her parents probably knew, look, those lazy ass people over there be letting their kids run around all day. No, you can play with Angelica when we are there. But you're going to stay right there the whole time. Right. And if we let you go over there, you are coming home in two hours. Mm-hmm. You will not be doing sleepovers. Like, I had those parents. So I'm like, you know... That's a good thing they didn't put her in this because her parents would have went through a lot more than these white parents. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, children's movies. (laughs) Not realistic at all. Yeah. 
Oh, that's 21. <laughs> so uh, 21. Okay, well, we'll do, yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> what is a 12 but an upside down 21? Oh, God. Well, this one is on, on, topic. on topic. In one sentence, how would you sum up the internet? Porn, 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 and funny memes. Uh, I'm going to phrase it in a question is, would you like to relive all your trauma or would you like to have new trauma? (laughs) Take your pick. Take your pick. Take your poison. I mean, that's kind of what it is for me right now. It's just between like everybody talking about like COVID and then the election and then like you still have people who are like posting like beautiful selfies and people getting engaged and all this stuff and it's like all those things are like things that I'm very insecure about right mm-hmm. now so I'm just like this is just one bowl of drama. <laughs> it is a cesspool of human drama mm-hmm. porn and memes. Yeah. And I avoid it right now. <laughs> I'm, I I was avoiding it and then I slowly got back into it and I'm like I'm finding that of the things on the internet, the one that probably brings me the most joy, surprisingly, is TikTok, the one that I, like, just rejected for the longest time. Mm -hmm. But that's because you can basically cater your page to be whatever you need it to be. Mm -hmm. If I don't want to see a bunch of Trump supporters, then I don't have to. If I don't want to see, like, a bunch of teenagers, you know, in love because I'm not in that place, I don't have to. Mm -hmm. I can just watch my bunny videos. I recommend Gen Z socialist TikTok. Okay. That is my favorite. I think I have a few people on there, but mine is mostly black queer people and bunnies. Nice. <laughs> I think, yeah, and bunnies and dogs, specifically bulldogs. Oh, God. What did I write? 22, I think. I'm mixing this up more while you look it up. Oh, my. (laughs) Well, this is a funny one to think about. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? I would say it's like the, would you rather fight a a bunch of duck-sized horses Mm -hmm. or a giant horse-sized duck? I'm going to say it would take a horde of, like, a hundred chickens. I was going to say probably at least a hundred. Yeah. But you could also get a like some highly trained chickens mm-hmm. who just know where to peck. And so then it would take like maybe like 20. Yeah. Chickens are violent birds and people don't get that. And they think yeah. they're just big, fluffy, lovable things. They eat each other. And I, and I love chickens. They're one of the few birds that I actually do like. But I'm 100% aware that like that's like it's kind of like bunnies bunnies if you try to like domesticate them and you don't do it the right way they're evil Mm -hmm. and so chickens are the same way it's like i i love you because you're big and fluffy and you look cute to hold but i know evil there's 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 darkness in there seething feather balls of hatred (laughs) (laughs) this is why i love birds feather balls of (laughs) of hatred oh good wonderful Um, 27. What is the weirdest thing a guest has done at your house? I just don't have that many guests, if I'm being honest. I am a hermit, and I love it until I don't, which has been this whole year. Because, yeah, we didn't have that many guests, and then the ones that we did didn't do anything weird. Weird, I mean, it was Veronica Lockhart, so Mm -hmm. just everything's normal. Yeah, like (laughs) caffeine every once in a while. Yeah. I I don't it wasn't weird it was just this is how I could tell that I was like kind of a 
I don't know what the word is for it, but like I had a friend come over during like this afternoon that I threw and somehow somebody got into my cabinets and started using like the actual glassware from the house and not the Mm, plastic cups. mm -mm. And it like, that's not weird. It's like, if I tell you you're welcome in my home, obviously like some people take that seriously and like make themselves at home. But for me, I would never go in somebody's stuff like that. Mm -mm. And I just like that. It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't weird, but it definitely like threw me off. And I like reacted to it in the moment. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you going to wash that before you leave? Oh, jeez. And they were just like, I didn't realize, like, there were cups. I'm like, okay. Whatever you say. I'm like, okay. Well, it was like, maybe you didn't. But also, I was like, don't don't give them any ideas, though. Because I'm not washing 16 cups. No. <laughs> Man, this is a hard question. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. The audacity. What? <laughs> oh, I know. I'm just really awkward. And every time, like, we have a weed dealer. Mm-hmm. And every time we text him to bring us some, I'm the awkward person where I'm like, I feel like I have to feed, you know, the cable guy that comes over yeah. <laughs> or like any repairman. And I was like, do you want to come in and hang out mm-hmm. instead of just dropping off weed? And he chilled for like two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. We just talked about his love life and uh, our cats. Yeah, yeah. And, yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair. The drug dealer that you have is pretty nice. He's nice. I love him. So it's not like you're inviting someone who's, like, scary. No, it's just, I think he thought I was weird for asking. (laughs) But, I mean, he took you up on it. Yeah. It's like, well, I asked, but you accepted. So who's? Nobody because Who's responsible here? You're both weirdos, all right? You clearly needed connection, and I offered it. (laughs) I needed it, too. Right. Now I love seeing him and our cat's obsessed with him. Rocco will not leave him alone every no. time. Well, he... I mean, that's... Rocco's an attention whore. Mm-hmm. Rocco might also think he's me. <laughs> <laughs> My cat's a racist. <laughs> no. Rocco's just very, like, I don't know. I, I can't describe Rocco at all. Like, Peanut is, like, clear, like, diva. I will be where I want to be when I want to be there. Mm-hmm. Rocco is more, like, I want to be everywhere and you're all in my fucking way. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be everywhere at once, but I don't want anyone to be there. And it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're a cat. Figure it out, sir. Yeah, I think, like, one, I just remember one specific morning. He, like, got in my room. And I didn't know that Peanut was already in there because Peanut was respectful and, like, would come in and, like, lay on the floor. And then, like, if he found out that I was in the bed, he would just, like, lay next to me. Mm-hmm. Rocco, I am awoken by this thing in my face. And I'm like, how'd you even get in here? And so I'm, like, ignoring him. I'm like, all right, if I just ignore him, he'll, he'll like, go and sleep with Peanut wherever he is. So then I hear Peanut because I hear him go, Meow, and I'm like, oh, okay. That makes sense. But why are you up here? And he's just like in my face and finally, finally I had to like flick him off. And he like lands on the bed and like runs out of there. I'm like, well, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? I'm not going to sleep with you on me. He's belligerent. He headbutts the door open while I have college classes online. Mm. He literally headbutts the door open. I, yeah, I can remember that because I remember like doing my makeup in there and he would just come and be like, well, what, what are you doing? And, and why are you sitting on the floor? And where, where can I sit that will be the most inconvenient yeah. for you? And why aren't you petting me? And why wasn't I invited? Why did you close this door in my house? Mm-hmm. Fucking cats. Are there cat questions? I'm going to talk more about cats. Uh, No, I mean, we can make some of these cat 
questions at the end if you want. 34 is what I pulled. Okay. Yes, it's one of the ones we wanted. If mm-hmm. peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, what would it be called? Salty nut spread. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah, I recently listened to a podcast where the host just got so mad that like the word nut butter even exists. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this should be illegal. I don't like it. Um, if peanut butter wasn't peanut butter, what is peanut butter? I would say probably nutty paste. Nutty paste. Oh, so bad, but Ooh. I'm sticking with it. Nutty paste. It just gave me the sensation of, for some reason, brushing my teeth with peanut butter. Mmm. Ooh, I don't like that. It's a dream for me. <laughs> I love peanut butter. <laughs> I'd be like Mr. Ed all day, fucking licking them. What kind of name is Wilbur for that name? <laughs> Let's see here. 28. What mythical creature would improve the world most if it existed? I mean, real talk, probably Godzilla, if we're talking like a nature takes over kind of thing. Yeah. I'm going to go with Godzilla. Okay. Because civilization deserves some kind of justice, I think. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I think I gotta stick with centaur. Centaurs? Yeah. Yes. Because I believe they would, like, I know they're, like, depicted differently throughout different stories, but I truly believe centaurs would be, like, the gentle giants of the world and be able to, like, tell us, like, this is what you're doing wrong. We know we live in nature, but we can also speak. I like it. you know, this is what you're doing wrong. This is how you fix it. If you don't listen to us, we'll trample you. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. And they also carry bigoted people off into the woods on their backs. I don't know if they would carry them off, but they would probably definitely put up a good enough fight. Yes. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think. I mean, yeah, it's just depending on who you cross. There's going to be a bad apple in each bunch, but who probably's like, I'll take them away for sure. And then they're like building an army. And it's yes. like, how are you a bigoted centaur? <laughs> How'd you let them destroy you what mm-hmm. oh my god that's the last thing we need is a bigoted mystical creature we have enough of that already we have enough that are actually fucking real <laughs> yeah. is it my turn yes okay. 23 what is the most embarrassing thing you have ever worn I think when I was like 12 and I was experimenting with color, which did not last long because I love to wear all black all the time, Mm -hmm. I wore like a neon green shirt with like neon pink pants Mm. because it's just, I was like, it's on the color wheel. They're opposites. They go together. And I mean, Mm -hmm. they do as an outfit. I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah. So it was just like a neon rainbow that day. I had this pair of jean capris, Mm. and if one of my friends is listening to this, she'll know exactly what I was talking about, because at one point she was like, stop wearing these. (laughs) (laughs) They were the mommiest looking pants you ever, but like I was, I don't even know how old I was. I was in high school because I was at her house, but like they had like the little like half ring that you like pull the waist loop through and that's how you tighten them and and I and I just wore them for so long because they were like jean capris and that's what you wore in the early 2000s but it was it yeah those I look back and I 
can't find any pictures of me in them, thank God. But anyway, just I just mm, it was a time of not one being able to dress for my size because my weight was so up and down that I just was like if it fits I'll wear it and yeah. I'll wear it forever because at least I know it fits and now looking back I'm like I should have listened to her and not worn them anymore but yeah those were definitely like every time I think about those pants I just cringe a little bit I'm like oh you poor little girl like if only someone would have told you like you don't have to wear these like you can wear clothes that fit to your body well, the 2000s, like the early 2000s, were like the wasteland of fashion. Oh, so, it was, I, I mean, you get a pass. Gaucho pants were a thing. I mean, you're talking to someone who was like fully in like her transformative years. Like uh, I was in 2003, I was in middle school. Oof. And so that was like, I mean, the height, the peak of bad fashion was 2007. And that's when I was like, by the by that time I was in high school. So it's like. See, that was my middle school experience. Yeah, 2007. see, two, 2007 was right before it, that emo phase took over and all those fashion choices just slowly got darker mm-hmm. and, like, more, like, funny. Like, you started wearing, like, the little funny graphic tees that were, like... The angry rock, cat. The angry cat or the bunny that says, boys are stupid, there are rocks in them. Yeah. Like, that kind of, that stuff took over and uh, it still wasn't great. Still wasn't great, but it was better than Jean Capri's with the circle waistband. Yeah. <laughs> oh, early two thousands bad nostalgia. We'll we'll do an episode on that. Yes, we will definitely. Mm-hmm. Thirty nine. What is the funniest name you have actually heard used in the real world? I mean, it's not funny in and of itself, mm-hmm. but there's this family in my hometown mm-hmm. with like. Four daughters and one son, and their names are Chastity, I want to say like Grace, you know, all those kinds of religious names, Mm -hmm. and they were all pregnant by the age of 15, Mm. and it's just always been a a humorous irony to me, Mm -hmm. because it was Chastity, Faith, Grace, Grace or something, yeah. Was the boy named Christian? No, his name was Sam. Oh, like Samuel, I oh, guess. I, oh, I know. Oh. And it was just like, wow, that that those parents must be feeling interesting things. Mm-hmm. Uh, this name isn't funny, but like the lore that goes behind it is like the name. And if this is your name and you're listening, I'm not laughing at you, but just like kind of the buildup that has come between these names, Nevaeh and Jaden. Ah, yes. It's like, those are such names that are so steeped in, like, meme culture now that, like, if I hear it out in the real world, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, "Ah, Yep. Collective sigh. I'm sorry. And, like, I don't, and neither one of the, like you said, neither one of those names are funny, but because so many, like, jokes have come out of that, it's like, Ooh. But also, I think it is, I know of people who do the thing where they're like, make, they think they're making up a name like Ray Lynn, but they spell it really fucking weird. Uh. And it's like, just, you want to name your child that? Name your child that. But also, like, do you have to put the extra, like, R E I G H L Y N N E? This is painful. <laughs> White culture is painful. It's like, that is not, you don't have to put. 
put all of the syllables and all of the phonetics into this child's this name. This is unnecessary. But like people, yeah, but then, you know, and I could go off on another tangent about like the dynamics between like naming your white child that, but then like yelling, but then like not understanding how someone could be named, I don't know, Shaniqua. Yeah. Like, it's like, no, that is normal to me. That is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh, white people names. I mean, it's not even, I don't even know if it's white people names. It's just the, the need to like, I this is how you pronounce it, but this is how I want to spell it. Yeah. And you can't tell me otherwise. And you're never going to talk me down off of that mm-hmm. Tower 40. There is no 40. What? Yeah. The cursed number. That was the one where it was like, what is your comfort food? Oh, okay. So we'll just pick another one. Yeah, da mm-hmm. 20. Okay. Halfway point. What's the best inside joke you've been a part of? Ooh, that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. I have ADHD and no memory. Yeah. I mean, all I can think of is burly bunker stuff like, Tyler, fix it! <laughs> yeah, and you know what? <laughs> and if Tyler, Tyler, if you're listening, you'll enjoy the story. So I was here at the... I was here... And something happened with my TV where it wouldn't, like, connect to the Wi-Fi. And I literally said out loud, Tyler! (laughs) He's gonna love that. (laughs) I was just pushing the button and trying to connect. And I'm like, Tyler! Where is he? Um, Yeah, that's all I could think of is, like, burly bunker stuff. Especially when we were, like, watching Jersey Shore. Just binging Jersey Shore. The Benga bus is probably still the funniest. Because it's so, like... Just, okay, I'm just going to dissociate for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> Our dissociation song is The Vanga Bus is Coming, but the sad acoustic version, mm-hmm. I feel like that should be our theme song. Oh, yeah. We should, like, reach out to that person on YouTube and be like, hey, can we, like, can we please use this? As, like, like an outro or something? You know? Oh, yeah. my God. On I'm writing it. super down. serious episodes. Yeah. Like, all right, and now we're going to go out with a musical selection by our dissociation song. We like, we like. Party. <laughs> <laughs> That's an insight into our burly bunker. If activities. you wanted to know what life was like for the nine months that we lived together, it was Banga Bus is coming. And let's, you know what I was thinking about is that we did that whole Jersey Shore binge like pre COVID, which doesn't even seem was a real time, but it somehow doesn't. we did like we binged like Jersey Shore as a house before COVID. Had this grand plan to have like a summer party, and then this year was like, you know what you can't do? That. No parties. Like you're also listening to the people that turned the garage in the backyard into a dance club. Called Club Quarantine. Oh yes. Yeah, and we had our outdoor patio with the box. But honestly that was like what else were we going to do? The garage was empty. We could set it up because the dresser was in there. Like, what else are we going to do? Yeah. We were, I'm like, we need to drink. We need to do it outside. So that's how we celebrated our birthdays. So Hell yeah. Goth night for me. Mm-hmm. Fancy was, night for you. Mine was just like, let's have a bonfire and I'm gonna, we're going to get dressed up. Oh, whole clothes. Whole clothes required. That was mine was the whole clothes. Yes. Mm-hmm. We had a pool party. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. See? We'll have a club quarantine episode. Club quarantine. Yeah. Uh, toilet paper. Sorry. Number 17. Toilet paper. Over or under? Over. 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 If it touches the wall, I'm not... I can't. Mm-hmm. Because, like, bathroom walls... I know the toilet paper is in the bathroom, so it doesn't really matter. But, right. like, if it touches the bathroom wall... Like, when's the last time you scrubbed that wall versus when's the last time you changed the fucking toilet paper roll? 
Mm-hmm. I'm taking my chances with the over toilet paper. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so we have we're at eighteen, so we should both just pull one. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm also an over person. Like, don't even come at me with that under crap. Mm-mm. Okay. I can't tell if this is thirteen or fifteen. We'll go with third. Well, let's see which question we like more. Aha! Oh, we're going with 13 because it's food related. Sweet. How do you feel about putting pineapple on pizza? Awful. Hate it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely against it. And yet my fiance is all for it. And it leads to so much pizza related conflict. I can't even describe. Yeah, no, I am not a... And I have tried it and I did not enjoy it. Uh, I think the thing that I enjoy the least about it is that it's canned pineapple. Mm-hmm. I think canned pineapple should be taken off this planet. Yes. It should be fresh or nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it's warm canned pineapple, which is even worse. Right. And then it's warmed canned pineapple that may or may not have been drained and then put on a pizza. And it's like, ooh, this is Hawaiian pizza. I would like the entire state of Hawaii to tell people to take that off their Please. pizza. Like... We are a state, but we don't approve of this. Fuck no more. Off. <laughs> like, yeah, it's ugh. It's I, just ugh. no. It I, gives me flashbacks to working in a pizza restaurant. I had a regular that ordered nothing but cheese, pineapple, and onion on their pizza, <sighs> and he came in once a week. So once a week, I mm-hmm. had to make a pineapple and onion pizza, and put that in the oven and just let that shit like. Permeate the store. And see, like, okay, pineapples can go in some savory things. Because, like, mango pineapple salsa. Mm-hmm. Delicious. I think it's... And that and it, it's crazy because those are kind of the same ingredients. It's like pineapple, tomatoes, onion, mm-hmm. mango. But it's something about the way that salsa is made that is not threatening. And the fact that it's pizza that I'm just like, I can't, I can't get with it. And like I said, I tried it because I didn't want to be that person that was like, this is gross and not know what I was talking about. And still, I'm like... No, this is not enjoyable. I don't enjoy this at all. So no, no pineapple on pizza. Mm-hmm. All right, last one is number eighteen, which is another food-related question. This is a pretty good one. This is gonna ruffle some feathers. What is the best type of cheese? The best type of cheese. I'm Italian, so I'm gonna go have to go with mozzarella. I am a person who doesn't eat cheese that much, mm. and when I do eat cheese, it is the bougiest of the cheeses, mm-hmm. so my favorite is brie, because it is basically butter. I like it. Yeah. I hate blue cheese. Oh, blue cheese is not... I don't know. I don't even like it for wings. Like I don't like it on wings. I don't like it in the crumbles. I just... Mm-mm. I mean... <sighs> No. I do like goat cheese, though. Again, goat cheese is good. If I'm eating cheese, it's the bougie ones. I never, yeah, but, yeah, brie is... Whew. Goat cheese with honey? Mm-hmm. Ooh. There's a, um, there's a, what is it, a blueberry lemon goat cheese Aww. that exists in the world. I've also had a cranberry walnut that sounds goat good. cheese with some little pretzel thins. Ugh, I had a... My best one was goat cheese, honey, and then that, what's that really salty charcuterie board meat? Prosciutto? Prosciutto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had that like all in a little ball and I was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is beautiful. Yeah, see, yeah, mm-hmm. Yep, 
yep, yep, yep, yep. There's, there's a pizza restaurant in Knoxville that makes a goat cheese and honey mm-hmm. pizza. Oh, I'm going to die. Yeah, there's a couple of places here that do like goat cheese on their pizzas. But um, yeah, I haven't had a brie pizza yet. My favorite is to like take like that the like wheel of brie and just like put it in like a pastry dough with mm-hmm. some either like apples or uh, like a jam. Oh, and shit. just bake it for 20 minutes and then just take like cut it up and put that on like another piece of bread. I haven't or on tried crackers. that. I need to try. Oh, that. you haven't had like a baked brie puff? It's so, like, I remember one time I, like, came home and my mom's like, well, what are you going to have for dinner? I'm like, I have cheese and I have fruit and I have a bottle of wine and this Boom. is what's happening this Friday because I've had a week. And she's like, you're just going to eat cheese for dinner? I'm like, no, no, no I'm going to bake this cheese mm-hmm. and I'm going to eat that for dinner. It is fancy cheese. Excuse you, I paid at least five ninety nine <laughs> for this. <laughs> at Meyer. You will not insult this cheese. Exactly. Ah, what a beautiful way to end the episode. Talking about cheese. Yes. Oh my gosh, I think I just wiped part of my eyebrow off. Same. <laughs> but like internally. I haven't had makeup on my face in a long time, so I was just like, don't touch your face, which you're not supposed to be doing anyway because of COVID, but I'm like, I never have to worry about makeup anymore, and I just saw it on my fingers. I was like, hey, not supposed to be doing that. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening to the dish of the day mm-hmm. with Delta Van Dam and Eartha Kitten. I forgot what order we said our names in. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Do we? Should we have like an an outro? Like maybe like every week we should say like what was the best meal we had that week. I like it. Yeah. What was the best meal you had this week? Best meal I had this week was probably the one I made last night, and I was thinking about it all week because sometimes I use cooking and eating what I cook as my therapy. But I made uh, salmon. And I made rice, and I made a really good, like, lemon caper sauce with Ooh. a little bit of, like, thyme and parsley mixed up in there, and garlic, and yeah, it was really good, and I ate more of it than I intended to, but that's okay. <laughs> and yeah, I was just, I, I was thinking about it on Monday, and I was trying to figure out, like, if I could make it before Friday, and I was like, I don't think I have time, I really want to take my time and, like, make this really good. And bonus the salmon was on sale so i got like an extra piece boom i was like i just knew i was like i'm only gonna get like two pieces and i'm gonna have to figure out how to like budget them for the weekend but no i got three very nice sized pieces because they were on sale and i only asked for a pound and i was like okay hell yeah all right i'll take this oh that sounds good i'm hungry now that you're sufficiently hungry i'll describe my meal Mm -hmm. um tyler made pork poblano tacos with pineapple salsa Mm -hmm. Oh dear God! And then like the, the lime sour cream. I forget like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Crema think of fresca it. or something. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Now I'm really hungry. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for listening. Now that you're sufficiently hungry. Now that we've, uh, you know, tintillated your palate. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoy your dish of the day. And I'm Delta Van Dam. I'm the kitten. Enjoy your evening. like to get in contact with dish of the day you can check us out on instagram dish of the day podcast or leave us a voicemail on speakpipe.com forward slash dish of the day podcast you can also send us an email at dish of the day podcast at gmail.com this has been a production of planet amp podcast powered by pinecast